All right, we've got a special promotion for the faithful listeners of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Here's the deal, Jack. <laughs> We're taking an impact team to Pastor Paul and Deanna Alvarez in Lima, Peru. <laughs> they let us know that they need some equipment. We'd like to give you a chance to help us buy them a new iPad and a new smart TV for their children's church. Our goal is to raise $1,000 for these items, and we think you'd like to help. So here's what we're offering. So here's what we came up with, guys. When you donate $30 or more to this fund, uh, you're going to get a six-month subscription to the premium podcast at no additional cost. And when you donate $50 or more, then we're going to give you a full year. How about that? Yeah. You'll get all the benefits of our premium sermon podcast, which means daily sermons, interruption-free listening, and zero commercials. We'll get new subscribers out of it, and Pastor Alvarez will get some new equipment to help with what God is doing there. Uh, we think it's a win-win-win. <laughs> uh, this promotion will only last until our impact team, which is happening toward the end of June. So don't miss this opportunity. But wait. Pastor Adam, Dave, what if, what if I'm already a premium subscriber? I'm so glad you asked. Well, so we are going to pass to you, those of you who are already paying for a subscription, we can give you a gift subscription that you can pass on to somebody else out there who always wanted to subscribe but never got around to it for whatever reason. Right. So all of the links will be in the show notes. And we look forward to being a blessing to you and to Pastor Paul in the coming weeks. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I want to just thank you for your attendance. Um, those of you joining online, thank you for your participation. Can you guys hear me okay? Praise God. Um, I'm grateful to, to God for the privilege and um, Pastor Garrett for the opportunity um, tonight, the, the title of my sermon is Wonder Woman, a, a woman's yes. Now, let me just caveat because Michael texted me right before service. This is not, it just happens to have a similar title as Pastor Joe Campbell's uh, sermon written completely separately in different thought. So it, it just, it's not the same sermon. Say amen. <laughs> so Wonder Woman. Now, before less than half of the audience tunes me out, I want to make it very clear that I'm preaching this sermon to men and women. And, and I've asked God for your attention tonight because the scripture that we're going to look at is probably familiar to you. you you've probably seen this before. And I want to really, uh, I want us to allow God to show us what it is that we're drawing from this text tonight. And if it's your first time seeing this story, 
uh, no doubt you'll be able to follow along. Um, It's in the book of Luke, chapter 1. We're going to read verses 26 to 38. Luke, chapter 1. Now, God has this grand plan. You know, he he creates man in his own image. Man is made upright and, and perfect. And, of course, you know the story. Man falls away. Man sins because of his choice. And God, before the generations, before the foundation of the world... He knew that he would have to redeem mankind to himself. He would have to buy us back. He would have to make a way to bring us back to himself. And God's entire plan from the beginning is that we would share in the very life of God, in divinity itself. And so God is going to bridge this gap between us and himself. And he knows this from the foundation of the world. And the, the plan is going to come to like an apex where Jesus is going to come into the human experience and he's going to have to be born of a woman and God's going to have to live as a man and die for our sins. And God knew that he would need a woman to say yes to his plan. And he had to factor all that in to bring his purposes for all of humanity If you just think about this for a second, that God has a plan for thousands of years in his mind. He knows he's going to do this. And he allows it partly to depend on a woman's yes. So I want to preach this sermon I've I've entitled Wonder Woman. Let's look at this, this text in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. The Bible says these words. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, verse 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Uh, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived the son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So imagine this now. God finally brings this plan that he's had for generations and in his own heart and mind before human existence. And he he brings it by the hand of this angel to, to Mary, this young teenage girl. And he presents this plan that, you know, she doesn't know all the ins and outs. She doesn't know that this means so much to you and I even till this very day. But she, she hears this plan that God wants to put a child in her womb. And, and I'm looking at this, that this is God's plan before the ages, knowing 
he would need to come through a woman. And God, you know, he, he, he allowed a lot to depend on Mary's yes to the angel. That, this, that Gabriel comes and he presents this plan and she says yes in the very end. Now, Mary could have panicked. Come on, think about this for a moment. You ever, you know, you, you know you've seen maybe or, or you've heard of young teenage girls, unfortunately, if they find out that they're pregnant or something. And you know the panic and you know all that goes with that. Like, man, I, you know, not only the fear, man, I, I, what are people going to say? You know, I, I'm, I'm with child. I, I'm, I'm a young girl. I have no husband. But on top of that, the, the fear of actually bearing the child and carrying the child in your womb and all the complexities that come with pregnancy and all that and childbearing. And, and she could have easily freaked out like any average teenager would do if she found out she was pregnant. But Mary somehow said yes. And I realized that Mary's yes to the angel Gabriel was so powerful. And in fact, every woman's yes is so valuable to the point where we we probably underestimate this in our walk with God, that, that through her, just imagine, life will flow. Mary is gonna actually bear the Son of God. Through her, there will be fruitfulness, the very fruit of her body. God's own posterity is going to come through this young girl. And, and God has allowed woman to be the one to carry life and deliver life. And this is all part of his plan. You know, I mean, you could go even further with this, be fruitful and multiply and so on. But, but God has allowed this And I understand that he's greater than Mary. She could have said no and he would have found another woman, but he would have still needed a woman's yes. So God is somewhat of a risk taker here. You can't deny God's risk appetite that he would allow his entire plan to save humanity partly to depend on this young woman's yes. There's an almost magical word that a woman can say that, you know, we often don't know just how powerful it really is. She can say yes. She's Wonder Woman. She, you don't even know the power in your yes. You don't know the power in the yes of the woman that's next to you if you're married or that's over across the other side of the room if you're hoping to date one day. You have no idea that the power and the potency in this three-letter word that she can utter and she can say, yes, she's Wonder Woman. And that's why I said I'm preaching this sermon both to men and women because men in here need to learn that if God has to navigate this reality, if God himself has to factor this into his plan, how much more you and I who are mere men? How much more do we need to realize that our destiny is going to be affected by some woman's yes if you're going to do the will of God and all that's going to come, the the childbearing, the people that are going to bear your name and all that God wants to do with your life as a couple is going to depend on her yes. So I'm preaching this to, to men and women. Come on, every man say amen now. You believe me now, don't you? Now the truth is, you know, a lot of women actually waste their yeses. So many women waste their yeses. In fact, in an audience this size, no doubt, every woman in here, you're, you're probably thinking of a time right now that you've given your yes to the wrong asker 
or your, your yes to the wrong thing or the wrong idea, the wrong relationship, the wrong partner, the wrong boy. So many women waste their yeses. And in this room are represented various wasted yeses across our globe. Women that have just given their yes away to the, the wrong askers. And, and it's, it's such a, a horrible thing, especially when you come across a woman that simply doesn't know how to say no. You ever hear of a woman that can't say no? It's a tragic thing to look at because God actually compares backslidden Israel when he's rebuking Israel and he's, he's rebuking them for being backslidden and away from himself. He compares Israel to an immoral woman who doesn't know how to turn anyone away. He said, man, everyone has their way with you. You can't even say no to anybody. You don't know how to say no. You, you just, and, and this is the picture of a woman who wastes her yeses. You don't have to say anything. It's getting very quiet in here, but it's okay. I'll just try to move along as quickly as possible. Countless times that you've said yes to the wrong things and yes to the wrong men or yes to the wrong ideas. And listen, every yes that you give away to something that's not the will of God is a wasted yes. It's a wasted yes. And all over the country and all over this globe, there are women every day and and every night and every weekend who waste their yeses, not knowing how powerful their yes really is. You know, Eve was approached by the serpent and and the Bible says he comes and he's talking to her. I'm convinced that he talked to her multiple times because she wasn't at all, uh, you know, shocked that he was talking to her. Obviously, the serpent could speak back then, so she's entertaining conversation with him probably on more than one occasion. And eventually he makes this suggestion that he wants her to, you know, eat of this fruit. She has no idea what this means for herself and for Adam and for all of us. And she, she entertains the conversation with the serpent. And the Bible says she looks at the fruit. It's good for food and, and it's appealing to her. And she's thinking about being like God or greater than God. And, and eventually she caves in and she gives the serpent her yes. And I'm convinced that Eve, if she could roll back the time somehow and go back to that day and, and she, now that she's seen all that's unfolded, the power that was actually in her yes to the Satan she, or to the devil or the, the serpent rather, she would definitely go back and want to redo that, like replay and just do it over because she realizes she wasted her yes. And in this room right now, they're young girls. They're people of all ages. You're being approached by, by things and suggestions and Some of you have wasted your yeses. Some of you, you're at the very brink of doing so. Your yes is so powerful when you understand what it is we're going to talk about tonight. You're Wonder Woman. Your yes means so much. It's so valuable. So if you've wasted your yeses, it's, it's actually not too late because it's possible for you to withdraw your yeses. The yeses that you've given to the wrong things, the wrong askers, the wrong men, the wrong relationships, the wrong friendship, whatever it is, those yeses that you've given to the wrong things can actually be taken back. You can withdraw your, your yeses. I wish I had at least someone say amen there. It's not too late that you can actually recall the yes that you've given to the wrong thing. I'm reminded of, of Rahab. The Bible says that she was a harlot. She was a, a woman of ill repute. 
And she's here. She's, um, you know, carrying carrying out this lifestyle where she's selling her body and, and, and so on. And the Bible says the spies come into Jericho and, and, and they're there. She sees them. And she's not only thinking about saving herself. She's not only thinking about saving her family. Of course, she's thinking about those things as well. But she sees something about these people. She's heard things about their God. And she realizes, hold on, man, there's something about these people, this God, that, the life that I'm living, maybe I could somehow shift, maybe I could make a change. And the Bible says she becomes affiliate with the children of Israel. And, and when they ransack the, 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 the city, they save her and her family. She lives with the Israelites for the rest of her life. She's actually in the lineage of, I mean, it's just amazing. But it all started with her withdrawing her yes from the wrong lifestyle. Are you with me tonight? That, that you can actually withdraw the yeses you've given to the wrong things. The same is true of Mary Magdalene. The Bible says that, man, they, I think they cast seven demons out of her and she's this wayward woman. And one moment she was there at Jesus's feet and the religious leaders are looking and, and they're thinking, man, if this guy knew the kind of woman this was, he wouldn't allow her to even be anywhere near him. So it tells you the kind of woman that she was. But somehow Mary is able to catch a revelation and, and make a shift. And she's able to withdraw her yeses from the wrong lifestyle and the wrong way of living. And she ends up being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. She withdraws her yes from the wrong thing. You can withdraw your yeses. But, you know, really, ultimately, if you want to avoid wasting yeses, what you need to do is learn to withhold your yeses. Come on, every lady say Amen. You got to learn to withhold your yeses. See, that's really what we want. That Eve could have changed the whole world by withholding her yes from Satan. She could have changed all of our destinies and all of our experience if she knew the power that was in her yes. You know, I'm actually convinced that women can change the world. Now, I know you can say this both ways. Men and women can change the world, to be fair, right? But we're talking about women right now. So women can change the world. Can you imagine if all the women in the whole world got together and concocted a plan <laughs> that they would not allow any man to lay a finger on them if he's interested in them without marrying them? Can you imagine if that actually happened? Just think about it for a moment. Every woman, not just in Arizona, because you just go to the next date over. You know how men are. But every woman everywhere came together and said, you know what? We're going to withhold our yeses. Any joker that wants to lay a finger on us, no, 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 you're not going to come at me like that. You know what it would do? It would force men to have to kind of, hey, come, you got to be up to scratch. You're going to have to come correct. You're not going to be able to, you know, there's no floozy down the road because the church girl won't say yes. Come on, talk to me. There's no one in the next state over where you can go and have your way with. If women really wanted to, they could change our entire experience in terms of sexuality. Because every man, would, now if you want to be cynical, I know there are people here thinking right now, well, there will be an increase in rape and homosexuality. Come on, come on, stop. Just, just don't be cynical for a second. <laughs> Somebody thought that just now. 
But, but the thing is, women can actually change the world if they would withhold their yes and men would realize everywhere, no, 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 I can't touch her. I can't, I can't do any of that with any woman. So I've got to be up to scratch. I got to get a job. I got to marry. I got to treat her right. Come on, talk to me. Right? So women actually have so much power in their yes. <laughs> no fooling around without commitment. If only we really knew, you know, it's a man's world, but it's lived on women's terms. That's actually the reality. Now, this is why I love the story of Vashti in, in the book of Esther. The, the story of Vashti is, is, is really uh, amusing to me. She doesn't get enough credit in the scriptures, but the Bible says that the king Ahasuerus was reigning at the time. He's reigning over the entire Medo-Persian empire. So you're talking about, I think it's 170 plus provinces from India all the way down to Ethiopia. This man is, he has a lot of territory. He's got a lot of wealth. He's, he's known across the world. He is the man. He's the, the king of all of these territories. And the Bible says he takes, he throws this big party, six-month party, right? And they're there for 180 days. At the end of that, he throws another seven-day bash. And the Queen Vashti, she does her thing with the women. And at the end of the seven-day bash, the Bible says, because Vashti was very beautiful to look upon, he calls for her in the presence of his nobles, the different, you know, governors that he has under his authority, and he wants her to come and parade herself and show her beauty. Now, some people think that he wanted her to belly dance because this is Eastern culture and all that. I, I don't know. She, he wanted to parade her beauty. And so the Bible says Vashti withholds her yes. She said, no, you're, you're, I'm not going to do that. Wait, no, don't you understand? The king is calling you. He wants you to come. You're beautiful, and he wants to show everyone your beauty. And he, she's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to reduce me to what I am on the outside. I wish I had a few Instagram uh, account holders to say amen somewhere here. You're not going to allow just... I'm going to flaunt my outward beauty. There's so much more to me than what I have going on externally. I will not be reduced to what you see in me physically. And she withholds her yes from the king. Now, now here's why I said I love this story. Because the Bible then says the king is shocked. And his nobles are shocked. And they're thinking, wait, hold on. What are we going to do about this? And they realize what I'm telling you tonight, that women can change the world. They said, if we do nothing about Vashti saying no to you? You know what they said? It's in the Bible. They said, every woman everywhere will suddenly realize that their yes is so powerful. I'm paraphrasing. But basically, there'll be revival. They'll, they'll realize that, hold on, we, they can't, we can't really do stuff without their yes. They'll realize, and she said, no, you have to remove Vashti from being queen. And the Bible says because they wanted to suppress this and they wanted to, to stop the revival uh, among the women to, to realize that, hey, hold on, our yes matters. We're going to say no to immorality and no to you making us flaunt our beauty and being reduced to just what's on the external and outward. Come on, talk to me. And, and they, they have to silence this woman. They remove her from being queen. And the king's council said if nothing is done, basically, it's going to start spreading around. It's going to be a revival. Do you realize how powerful a woman's yes really is? 
Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Men that are sitting here, you're next to your wife. Do, do you realize for your destiny, the, the will of God, all that God wants to do in and through your life and your lives, your children's destiny? Single men, you're here, and there's some woman probably in this congregation, I hope, that, you know, you're, you're going to need her yes for your destiny and for what God wants to accomplish in and through your life. It's astounding that the power that's in a woman's yes. And I said to you earlier, if God has to navigate this reality, God has to factor this into his plan that, hold on, I'm going to need a woman. I'm going to bring myself into human experience, but I need a woman to say yes. How much more you and I, how much more do we have to navigate this with wisdom and carefully? Come on, every brother say amen now, right about now. You're feeling me, right? I feel you. <laughs> so, so, so let's talk about women who said yes, because this is an interesting story. Back in our text, the, the angel comes to Mary, and she doesn't even know it. This is a momentous occasion. It's going to mean everything for not only her life, but for all the earth. I mean, for you and I today. And so she says yes, but there's, it's amazing to me the number of times in Scripture that God needed a woman to say yes. I'm talking about to his grand plan. I'm not talking about just a little part of his plan. This is, this is a big deal. And there's so many times that God needed a woman's yes. She's Wonder Woman. I, this is what I'm saying to you. It blows my mind. You didn't even realize you were a Wonder Woman. You didn't even realize you're married to her. Wonder Woman. He comes to Sarah and, and Abraham. The Bible says that God specifically wants Abraham to have a son. And he's going to need Sarah to be involved in the process. She's going to have to say yes. Now, the very act of trying is risking her life at this age. Come on. You know, I, I mean, she, she probably just wants to do what old folks do. Forgive me if you're, you know, she, I don't know what old folks do. I'm not there yet. It's like, but I can't, I don't know. 
she's probably thinking, hold on, that all the time that the, the, the angel supposedly come to Abraham, she wasn't there. For all she could be thinking, man, Abraham's just a freak. He's just one of, you know, we're old and like, he's, is this just an excuse to just keep, you know, I don't know, Abraham, but Abraham wants to, it's like, but the, the, the act of bearing the child is risking her life as well. And Sarah had to say yes. And, and here's the interesting thing. Her, another woman wouldn't do. Oh, every, every married man, you, you should have said amen right there. Amen. Another woman wouldn't have done. You know, they tried Hagar, that wouldn't do. God had deposited something in Sarah's DNA that he needed to draw out for the creation of Isaac. And, and another woman wouldn't have done. And so he needed Sarah's yes. He needed Sarah's yes for this promised child that he had given Abraham this dream of. And, and it's going to affect generations and this nation and the, old, the whole earth, in fact. And he needed Sarah to say yes. It's Wonder Woman. You fast forward to Isaac, their son. You know, Abraham is now well-aged and... He wants a, a wife for his son, and he tells his servant, he's like, look, I don't want you to take one of these women from around this area. I want you to go back to my home country, and there you're going to pick a, a wife for my son. And the Bible says he vows to him. He goes on this long journey. You know the story. He gets there. He prays, and all this happens. God confirms it. He gets before the family of Abraham, and he presents this plan. And Rebecca is there. She's a young woman. She's listening to all this. And the Bible says that he asked Rebecca to go with him. And, and they turned to her and asked, well, you know, what do you want to do, Rebecca? I mean, will you go with this man? And the Bible says, she says yes. She had never seen Isaac. I mean, she doesn't even know if this servant is just like having funny dreams or really hearing from God, right? And the Bible says that she says yes to the plan that had so much to do with the, the hooking up with Isaac that's going to bring about, of course, the, the child Israel and so on. And she says yes. Another one is Leah. Leah. Leah's one really blows my mind because here's Leah. And the Bible says that Jacob, Jacob has the hots for Rachel, which is Leah's younger sister, right? So Jacob is there. He has the hots for Rachel. Now, come on. I'm sure Leah saw this. Leah would have known that Jacob had the hots for Rachel, right? I mean, the Bible says she was tender-eyed, but she wasn't blind, right? She, 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 could see, she could see that, come on, you could tell when a guy has the hots for a girl, right? So she's seeing this, and her father comes to her with this idea. He thinks he's scheming. He's like, look, there's no way we're going to give your younger sister to this, this brother before you. So I'm going to put you in on the wedding night, and you just go along with this plan. But can you imagine what this means to her? Imagine having to marry someone that's in love with someone else and it being God's plan. See, so, so to her, she didn't know all this, right? She didn't know that her, her yes to this man, to, to Jacob, who's in love with her sister, she didn't know that her, her sacrifice is going to be a life of rejection, and, and it's actually the will of God. You know, it's funny when you look at the story of, of Leah, the Bible shows how she gets, she births six sons to Jacob. 
And all of them are powerful, right? So they're included in that is Levi, which is where we get the Levitical priesthood, right? Moses, Aaron, all those people, the priesthood comes from that. Judah, which is where we get, of course, King David and the lineage of Christ, powerful heritage. And little did she know, little did anyone know that her yes was going to be so valuable, but it meant a life. Of, of being rejected and being with a man that's in love with another woman. And, and God somehow needed Leah. And unbeknownst to her what this would all mean, she says yes. Esther is another one. She says yes, knowing that she's going to risk her life. And she approaches the king who hadn't seen her in over 30 days, I think it was. And the list goes on. Deborah said yes when no one else would. No man would rise up. And she says yes to God. And, and I'm, I'm blown away by this, that man, she's Wonder Woman. That men, do you realize how crucial a woman's yes really is to your life? Do you realize how crucial it is to your destiny? Do you realize just all that, that you're, someone that you'll marry, if you're single here, someone that you'll marry has to say yes to you. Some of you jokers here, you're asking for the yes from the wrong woman. Let me just throw that in there and I'm going to move on. You're asking for the yes from the wrong person. And you don't even realize that destiny is at stake. You have no idea that what God wants to do in and through your life largely depends on the person that you hook up with. And her yes is so powerful. She's Wonder Woman. Potent in this three-letter word that she can utter. For you to do God's will together, she has to say yes. You can't afford, if you're married in this place, you can't afford to be at a stalemate with your spouse. You can't afford to be at stalemate with your wife if you're going to do the will of God. And her yes matters. Now, I understand that, you know, I'm not asking men to curl their, their, their tails in between their legs and, and become spineless. The husband is the head of the wife. I understand that. Don't, don't get it twisted, right? But there's a balance. That's why we, we, there's a cooperation. And you can't deny this. Even God has to grapple with this. So let's talk lastly about the right kind of yes. Do you realize how valuable your yes is, dear sister? Do you, do you realize it? That you can't afford to say yes to the wrong jokers, the wrong ideas, the wrong... Do you realize what God has put in your capacity? But it really takes the right kind of yes. I, I, was, um, I came across this book because of my line of work in sales. Uh, you know, sales really has become a science and constantly trying to learn how to do it and perfect it. And one of the books I came across that's really good for this, uh, that I read a portion of, is um, by this guy called Chris Voss. He, is, he was an, uh, an FBI hostage negotiator for years, and he has a ton of very unique experience because he's, he's used to speaking to people that are on the verge of taking other people's lives, and he has to be on the phone with them. He's got to get them to say yes and, you know, so he writes this book, and, and we use it. You know, the, it's not a Christian book, so I'm not saying I recommend it, but it, it had a, a valuable lesson, and he talked about this. He, he talked about three types of yeses. And so he said, first of all, there's a counterfeit yes. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm trying to apply this, of course, in sales, but it applies very much in the spiritual sense as well, that there's a counterfeit yes. So these are people or instances when someone 
says yes, but the truth is they, they plan on saying no, but they just feel yes is an easier escape route at the time. And maybe to keep the conversation going, they say yes, but they completely mean no. They, it's a counterfeit. They don't mean the yes that they're giving you. So it's similar to the parable that Jesus gave when he said a man had two sons and, and he said to the one, go and work in the vineyard. And he said, I go, sir. He said, yes, yes, sir, I'm going to go. But he had no intention. He, he, he didn't want to work in the vineyard. He wasn't going into, uh, to the vineyard and he didn't do the father's will. You know the story. So it's a counterfeit yes. It's a yes that means nothing. They, they actually mean the opposite. And, and the problem is many times people give this kind of yes to God, where, you know, God is coming to you with his plan and his desires, his will, and you know what it is that God wants you to do. And many of us, sometimes we say yes to God, but it's a counterfeit yes. We, we don't really mean it. We don't plan on actually doing what God is saying. In fact, sometimes we're doing the very opposite and we're saying yes to God anyway, as if we can lie to God. It's a counterfeit yes. Secondly, there, he said there's a confirmation yes. So, so this is generally innocent. You know, it, it, it's just a simple affirmation, but it's with no promise of action. So it, it'll be like, you know, me asking Raquel, hey, babe, are you hungry? And she'd be like, yes. Or, or me saying, hey, babe, do you realize that I'm hungry? You know I'm hungry? Yes, I, I know you're hungry. She has no plans of doing anything about it. <laughs> she, she has no intention of doing anything to satisfy, my ribs are touching, right? I'm, I'm at the point of death. And it'll be like, I, do, I, you know I'm hungry, right? It's like, yes, yes, I know you're hungry. She has, it, there's a confirmation, yes. She has no, no plan of action at all, right? So, so that's called a confirmation, yes. Where it's, it's innocent. It, it's just simple affirmation, but there's no promise of action. So that's called a confirmation, yes. The third type of yes is the yes that we really want. And that's, what the, that's the yes that God wants. It's the commitment yes. This is the yes that is true agreement that leads to action. That you're not just giving God lip service when he comes to you with his plan, not only for your life and, and your generations, the children you're going to bear, the husband that you're married to, and, and the plan for the couple and what he wants to do in and through your lives. That This is a yes that is saying, you know what, God, we're going we're gonna to act on this. We're going to do what it is that you've called us to do. This is what God wants the, the, from Wonder Woman. All the women that are sitting here, young girls, 13, 14, 15 years old, you have no idea just how powerful your yes is, that you can say yes to the will of God, yes to the things that God wants for your life, no to every joker and every, every plan of the enemy that's out there that'll derail you from doing what it is that God wants to accomplish in and through your life. It's a commitment, yes, that you have to offer God. That you have to be willing as, like I said, Wonder Woman, that you, you would consider the man that you'll say yes to marrying someday or that you're married to. The children that you're going to agree to bear, how you're going to raise them and how you're going to do your life and your home life and what it is that you're going to do, how you're going to construct the family, the lives that God has put in your very hands as a woman. The destiny that God has for your husband and your own life and all that God wants to do in and through your life to perform his will in your generation. He wants a commitment, yes. 
He doesn't want a, a counterfeit yes. He doesn't want a confirmation yes. He wants the real thing. He wants a commitment yes. You know, as I look at this, uh, you know, of all the, you know, the, the women in God's story, the one that impresses me the most is Raquel. She's, she's the one that impresses me the most. Of all the women in God's story that have said yes and their yes was so valuable, none of them matter as much to me as, as this precious woman, Raquel. That, you know, she said her yes to me. If I look back now, we've only been married 14 years, but if I look back and I'm, I'm trying to follow this God and I'm trying to do what he has for me at every junction and every step of the way, I can't deny that her yes has been more valuable to me than any other yes that I've received in my whole life. Of all the women in God's story, her yes impresses me the most. That when I, I went to try to date Raquel, we saw each other, we liked each other and all that. And, and before we kind of moved too fast or anything, you know, the smarts are trying to fly. I had to tell her, hey, listen, we we're living in New Jersey at the time. And I had to tell her, I said, look, I feel God's called me to go to the nation of England. I, I, you know, I'm going to go there as a missionary. I'm going to, I'm leaving this place. And, you know, you know, obviously the butterflies are there, but she, we have to put the brakes on. Like, hold on. Before we go any further in talking and all that, what do you think? Would you be willing to do this? She prayed about it, and she said yes. So that, there's a check mark, man. I'm, okay, we decided we're going to date. We're, I asked her father and all that. And, and I'm thinking about this countless times over our lives together. She said yes to marrying me. You know, I'm sure since you guys have met us, you've had the thought, man, how in the world did he end up with her? Come on, you don't have to admit it to me now. I know you've thought it. But she said yes to marry me. And I'm, 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 I'm blown away by this because this has completely impacted my life more than any other yes. She said yes to go overseas with me. And, and we ended up going to England in the end. We had a, a rough past because you're talking about a, a close-knit Hispanic family. Raquel is Costa Rican. So, you know, her family, they're very tight. So you're talking about trying to uproot her from that. And so after we were married for a couple of years, I'm now trying to put the plan into action. And we had a little rough patch where it was like she was, she was getting cold feet. But you know what? God got the glory in the end. And she said yes. We, we went and we lived in England for 10 years. She said yes to bearing my children. I can't imagine my life without my children, right? And I'm sure if you're a father, you feel the same way. That, you know, this woman had to say yes so that I would have these particular children. She said yes when we went out to pastor in, in the area of Kingston. And we were there. And then we went from there. There was a, a troubled situation in another church. And we took over. It was actually very... Uh, it was pretty bad, and it was difficult for her to say yes. She said yes. I remember we would drive from Kingston, which is in the southeast, and we would go all the way. No, sorry, it was in the south. It was on the other side. I'm trying to get my east and west. Bear with me. I, one was east, one was west. I think Hackney was west. <laughs> Hackney was east, east London. So we're traveling from, from the other side, and she's pregnant. Man, we're traveling an hour and a half driving through London. All because I'm only able to do that because she said yes. I'm only able to minister because she said yes. And even now as I'm an evangelist and I preach, you know, the gospel wherever I'm invited, thank God, it's only because she allows. If my wife somehow kicked up a fuss about me doing what I'm doing, I wouldn't be able to do it. Come on. You ministers say amen. Now, I understand, like I said earlier, 
I'm not saying that the woman wears, you know, that she's, she's in charge of everything. Look, you know, the truth is man is, is the climax of God's creation, but woman is the exclamation mark. She really is. And, and the, you know, this is why he had to subject her to the man because she, she's Wonder Woman. She has so much power. That's why he had to put her under the man's authority. Can you imagine woman being able to say, okay, if every woman said we're not bearing children anymore, 100 years later, humanity is done. He, so all this power, he subjects you to the man's authority because it, it couldn't be any other way to help you because it's just too much power. You're Wonder Woman. And this is what I'm, why I'm preaching this sermon because there are men here. You want to do the will of God. There are women here. Bless your heart. You don't even realize how powerful the yes that you hold is. That God will come and he'll present his plan for you and your husband or your future husband. You better make sure you say yes to the right person. And some of you here, you're couples and God wants to do something through your life. God has a call on the husband's life and as a couple, no doubt. And maybe perhaps you're hindering that. There, there are probably people here with a crowd this size where someone has probably hindered what God wanted to do in and through a couple's life. They should be somewhere else right now, but they're here because someone has withheld their yes. There are people here who are young, young girl or young guy, and, and, you know, and you're thinking about approaching someone. You have, listen, you have to discern the mind of God. As a woman, whether to withhold your yes or to give it, because destiny is at stake. You can't afford to give this away just to any Tom, Dick, and Harry. Your yes is so valuable. Young women here, God's dealing with you about giving your yeses to the wrong things. There are people here, you've wasted some yeses. You need to make an altar tonight. Say, you know what, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withdraw that yes that I've given. I'm not going to waste anymore yes I've wasted enough of them and all over this building right now God is dealing with hearts and I realize what the angel brought to Mary and and her consideration of this it's such a small it's it's like a seemingly insignificant thing you just bypass in scripture but it's so profound and powerful when you think about it that the average woman in this place you're wonder woman the ability to say yes to God, the right kind of yes, yes to the right man, and yes to whatever plan that's, that God's going to do in and through your life. And for us men, look, dwell with her according to knowledge, the Bible says, according to wisdom. You've got to understand this. If you're married particularly, and if you're not, you're, you're man, God, I wish I heard something like this before I got married. If you're married, you, we, this is, we know we've got to deal with the woman's yes, Right? But some of you guys, you're single. You have, listen, this is, the woman you're going to marry is going to have a profound impact on your life, especially if you want to do the will of God. And there are all sorts of scenarios represented here tonight. And, and I've, I wanted to just share very briefly with you this subject of Wonder Woman. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. Every head is bowed just for a moment. We're going to pray. We have to respond to God. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.